Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Time now for us to catch up with the guy who's going to be the color analyst on Westwood One Radio when the Bills host the Dolphins Saturday night. He's also the co-host of Good Morning Football. And, you know, he played a little bit in this league, 13 seasons. <laughs> It's uh, one Jason McCourty joining us on the line here. Jason, uh, welcome to One Bills Live. How you been? I've been good. Appreciate you guys having me. I can't complain. I'm enjoying uh, the transition to retired life. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I always get asked. I got that asked when I when I retired from playing. And I always told people I recommended retirement if you could swing it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. I, I couldn't have drawn up my transition into the sports media world any better. My Wife still likes me. I'm still allowed in the house now that I'm there more. So everything is everything's on the up and up. That's good stuff. All right. Well, let's begin here, Jason. Um, especially being a former defensive back yourself, the Dolphins, uh, the offense has kind of hit the skids the last two weeks, and San Francisco and the Chargers took two different approaches to Tua in that passing game. San Fran played a lot more zone. Chargers came out and pressed him up uh, and shut down the middle of the field. Both were successful. Um, what do you make of the last two weeks in terms of the defensive approach to that Dolphins passing attack and the way in which Miami struggled to execute against both of those approaches? Yeah, it's funny you say that because Miami struggled on offense the last two weeks and um, a lot has been grouping those two games together and saying, all right, what did San Francisco and the Chargers do alike that shut down two? And to your point, it's two totally different approaches. The 49ers are a defense where they're stacked on each and every level. So they go in week in and week out, and they just do what they do. They play zone schemes because they're front four with Bolsa and Armstead. They can get after any quarterback across the NFL. They have really good linebackers, Warner and Greenlaw, who understand and know how to drop into those coverages and know how to identify where the threats are. But then you watch the Chargers on Sunday night versus Miami. They took a totally different approach. We're not going to let Waddle and Tyreek Hill, we're not going to let these speed guys run on air and attack us while we're playing back and we're playing passive. We're going to get up there, we're going to get in their face, and we're going to take away the take away the space early on. And they did so with a safety deep to protect them. And then somebody on the other side of the field to protect the inside. So the Chargers and the 49ers both took vastly different approaches. But the one thing I think that married up with both of them is continue to put the pressure on Tua Tungabailoa, not allowing him to be comfortable and trying to force him to throw the ball outside the numbers 
uh, when we all know the anticipation and his accuracy, which he loves, is hitting those routes coming into the middle. And it, they both teams did a really nice job and make, you know, how we've seen it a hundred times with Tua. He drops back those three steps, and that ball is out on time. And if you can jump on those routes or get somebody – on that and make him double clutch it, he his game starts to deteriorate a little bit. But we all know it, and it's not that easy to do. What's it take for um, – do you have – 49ers got a great front. They can do it. Uh, the Chargers, not so much. Uh, what's it take if a team doesn't have that great front four to do that to Tua? I think what the Chargers did really well was they weren't afraid to challenge. And I think when you have cornerbacks on the outside – that are used to week in and week out playing man-to-man, Asante Samuel, uh, Michael Davis. Those were guys that were totally comfortable standing at the line of scrimmage and not being afraid of the speed of Tyreek Hill and the speed of Jalen Waddle. And you think about it, those guys play for the Chargers. They, they played against Tyreek Hill in that offense. They've had to go up against it. So they were comfortable in that space. And although Tyreek Hill has killed them at times when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs, both of those guys did a really good job of getting in his face and challenging him. And the one thing that Miami does is they try to get Tyreek Hill and Waddle on the move, those missile motions, and then getting them up the field, not allowing DBs to stand at the line of scrimmage and press them. The Chargers, Brandon Staley, and what they did is when that motion was coming, guys were walking down to take away that space and forcing those guys to run around them and keeping their inside leverage, not allowing those quick slants and those routes that come in to the middle of the field. So you think about for Buffalo on Saturday night, I look at Buffalo as a team as they're not going to change their entire game plan to go against Tua and to go against this offense. Buffalo is a team with Leslie Frazier as a defensive coordinator. They do what they do, and they do it really well. They go out there, they'll blitz you a little bit, but a lot of it is playing zone and keeping the ball in front of you. And if you're able to do that to Miami's offense, you limit them drastically. All right, so let's uh, let's take a look at the Dolphins' defense here, Jason, because the defense that you played for just last year, it's the same D.C. Uh, who's in who's in charge. And for some reason, I don't know what happens on the road. Uh, they're like a top three defense at home in terms of points allowed, 15.4 points allowed per game. On the road, they're over 31 points a game. It's last in the league. They can't get off the field. They have like the lowest three and out percentage in the league. Um, what what's going on on that side of the ball? You know that crew. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain the drastic differences from home and away because there's so many variables. It can be warm in Miami, can be warm on the road, so it's hard to explain the difference between the two. Uh, but if you, even if you look at that first game in Miami where Buffalo played them, it was so hot, and that can be an advantage. Obviously, this week all we're talking about is how cold it's going to be in Buffalo, and now that's an advantage for them. But Miami is a defense that is built on being able to play man-to-man and having guys on the outside and cornerbacks. And Xavier Howard a year ago was Byron Jones on the other side. Having guys that can play man-to-man and then being able to bring pressure and making your quarterback uncomfortable. And for Miami this year, they've had games where it's it's done really well and the games where it hasn't. And they've been really banged up in the secondary. You just look at that first game against Buffalo. I mean, you had Nick Needham out there, a guy who's now injured, won't be out there in the game. Another guy in Brandon Jones who was out there who forced a fumble on Josh Allen, who's a very aggressive blitzer and tackler, he's injured. He won't be out there. So I think some of these things go to when you're facing injuries, especially when you have a defense that's built on being able to cover people in the back end. It makes it a lot more difficult to figure out how to attack and what to do. But I can't put my finger on why they play so well at home and why they've struggled so much on the road. 
One of the things that seems different about this Dolphin team has even gotten better since even the first matchup in week three is their front four. Christian Wilkins is really playing extremely well. I mean, he is he was almost unblockable in that Charger or in the Charger game this last Sunday night. Um, he really seemed like he was exploding off the ball. And Jalen Phillips, his athleticism, which seemed to be non-existent a year ago when he was young, and this year with McDonald. They've really unleashed him, and he seems like he's quite the player they thought he was going to be when they drafted him. What a, talk about this front four, how it's evolved in this short time. Yeah, uh, I'll start with Jalen Phillips, the guy you just mentioned at the tail end of that question. This is a guy that athleticism has been there. This is a guy, when he showed up in training camp last year, we all do a condition test. All 32 teams in the NFL do it when you show up for training camp, making sure guys are in shape. And as often you have the bigs run together, the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen. Then you have what we call the mids, the running backs, linebackers, tight ends. And then you have your skill, your wide receivers and DBs. Jalen Phillips can fall in between kind of that defensive line and linebackers. He ran with the skill position. The times that we had to run on our, on our conditioning test, he ran with us as DBs and wide receivers and was not trailing behind at all. So this is a guy that is extremely athletic and, you talk about making a jump from year one to year two. Guys have such an understanding of what you're trying to do on defense. But on top of that, you have an expectation of what the season is going to be like. As a rookie, you have no idea what you're walking into. It's a long year from college to bowl games to training for the combine and all of those things. Year two, you know. And Christian Wilkins has just been a monster. And it's a contract year for him, man. He's taking advantage of it. He's a leader on that team and, and, and in that locker room, man. He's a guy that comes out and plays every single Sunday. And I think with him, you see the desire and the love to just play football. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. You see him antagonizing and doing things to his opponents, trying to get under their skin. That's the way he plays the game. And another guy you didn't mention is Zach Steeler. He's a guy in the middle of the defense that disrupts things and doesn't get a ton of credit, but and those third and shorts, fourth and shorts, he's often the guy making the play. And obviously they've added Bradley Chubb and then Melvin Ingram has been there. And Ingram had a huge impact in that first game, being able to make plays and have some tackles on Josh Allen that were really good. So their front has played really well. And Miami's a team that brings a lot of pressure, but I think this front also allows Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator, to be able to say, hey, let me just let my guys rush and force everybody else to stay in coverage and keep their eyes on the quarterback. All right, I'm curious, Jason, you know, because you, you'll have more of an outside perspective. We kind of suffer from Bill's myopia here, uh, talking about it all the time. Bills are on a four-game winning streak, but their point total has decreased each successive week on that streak. They've made a concerted effort to try to diversify their offense, kind of improve their run game, so it's something they can turn to if and when they need it, especially late in the season or in a weather situation like we might have Saturday night. But some fans get a little a little nervous about that because they've become accustomed to seeing this explosive passing offense the last two years, and they haven't really seen it the last few weeks. What is the outside perspective, outside maybe, of Buffalo and Western New York? Like, Is there any concern that the Bills can't turn back to that at the drop of a hat? Can they turn back to that at a drop of a hat? I think that question is more, uh, will they need to? I think I'm a guy, I guess the last three, four years of my career, I've been forced to play against uh, the alien that you guys play with, that quarterback and Josh Allen. And I think that's the gift and the curse. This guy is so good that when he's not jumping over people, when he's not throwing the ball 70 yards in the air uh, to Diggs or, or Gabe Davis, 
you sit there and you're just like, well, what's going on? Is his elbow hurting? Uh, is he second guessing himself because he had a stretch of the three games with the six interceptions? But to me, as I watched him, I was I was there in person for the game uh, in Foxborough in New England where they with those guys and I was impressed by the way they were able to control the game. They went in that third and fourth quarter and it was just like, all right, we're going to hand the ball off to Singletary and to James Cook and we're going to let them do their thing. We're not going to force Josh Allen to feel like he has to be a hero every time we step foot on the field. If we can find ways to win with running the ball and doing different things, then why not do it? There have been times over the years where I played against this offense where you finish out the game and you look at the running game and Singletary averaged six yards a carry but he only has seven carries. And I think for them, when you look at how you can be the best offense you possibly can be, the connection with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, that's not going anywhere. When those guys need to make a play, they're able to make a play. When Josh Allen needs to throw the ball 50 yards down the field, he's throwing the ball down the field. The game this past week versus the New York Jets was a game and terrible conditions. Another one where you, it may not be as easy to throw the ball and make all of these completions. But for me, a win is a win. You're a football team late in the season, and you're finding ways to win games that calluses you and that prepares you for what the playoffs are going to be like and how it's hard to finish games down the stretch because everybody's playing for their season. Jason, thanks, man. Really appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Have a good broadcast on Saturday night. That's Jason McCourty joining us, co-host of Good Morning Football and also going to be the color analyst on Westwood One's national broadcast of the game on Saturday night between the Bills and the Dolphins. We ran out of time. We didn't get to talk to him about bundling up and stuff. Uh, we did before he came on a little bit, and he was saying, yeah, I'm not sitting not, out in that stuff anymore. He's not a, he's not a fan <laughs> of the cold. I, mean, well, I don't know if anybody is, but yeah. Yeah, but he played his last <clears throat> season in Miami, so I just kind of wonder what goes through those guys' heads when they know they're coming up to these conditions, conditions they really haven't played in yet this season. Um, we'll talk more about that when we return here on one bills live presented by Collider health. It's Buffalo bills radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 